Chapter fourteen of The Hand of Ethelberta by Thomas Hardy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Simon Evers. Chapter fourteen A Turnpike Road. We be thinking of coming to London ourselves soon, said Sol, a carpenter and joiner by trade, as he walked along at Christopher's left hand. There's so much more chance for a man up the country. Now, if you was me, how should you set about getting a job, sir? "'What can you do?' said Christopher. "'Well, I'm a very good staircase hand, and I've been called neat at sash-frames, and I can knock together doors and shutters very well, and I can do a little cabinet-making. I don't mind framing a roof, neither, if the rest be busy, and I'm always ready to fill up my time at planing floorboards by the foot.' "'And all you can mix and lay flat tents,' said Dan, who was a house-painter, "'and pick out mouldings and grain in every kind of wood you can mention.' "'Oak, maple, walnut, satinwood, cherry-tree. "'You can both do too much to stand the least chance of being allowed to do anything in a city, "'where limitation is all the rule in labour. "'To have any success, Sol, you must be a man who can thoroughly look at a door to see what ought to be done to it. "'But as to looking at a window, that's not your line. "'Or a person who, to the remotest particular, understands turning a screw, "'but does not profess any knowledge as to how to drive a nail.' Dan must know how to paint blue to a marvel, but must be quite in the dark about painting green. If you stick to some such principle of speciality as this, you may get employment in London. Ha, 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 said Dan, striking at a stone in the road with the stout green hazel he carried. A wake is as good as an ad. Thank ye, we'll mind all that now. If we do come, said Sol, we shall not mix up with Mrs. Petherwin at all. Oh, indeed. Oh, no. Perhaps you think it odd that we call her Mrs. Petherwin, but that's by agreement as safer and better than Berta, because we be such rough chaps, you see, and she's so lofty. Twould demean her to claim kin we are in London, two journeymen like we that know nothing besides our trades. Not at all, said Christopher, by way of chiming in in the friendliest manner. She would be pleased to see any straightforward honest man and brother, I should think, notwithstanding that she's moved in other society for a time. "'Ah, you don't know Berta,' said Dan, looking as if he did. "'How? In what way do you mean?' said Christopher, uneasily. "'So lofty, so very lofty, isn't she, Sol? "'Why, she'll never stir out from mother's till after dark, and then her day begins, "'and she'll traipse about under the trees, and never go into the high road, "'so that nobody in the way of gentle people shall run up against her, "'and know her living in such a little small hut after biding in a big mansion-place.' "'There, we don't find fault with her about it. "'We like her just the same, "'though she don't speak to us in the street. "'For a fellow must be a fool to make a piece of work "'about a woman's pride, when tis his own sister, "'and hang upon her and bother her, "'when he knows tis for all good that he should not. "'Yes, her life has been queer enough. "'I hope she enjoys it, "'but for my part I like plain sailing, "'none of your ups and downs for me. "'There, I suppose twas her nature "'to want to look into the world a bit.' "'Father and mother kept Berta to school, you understand, sir,' exclaimed the more thoughtful Sol. "'Because she was such a quick child, and they always had a notion of making a governess of her. "'Sums, if you said to that child, Berta, eleven put three farthings a day, how much a year, "'she would tell you in three seconds out of her own little head. "'And that hard sum about the herrings she had done before she was nine. Eh, "'True she had,' said Dan, "'and we all know that to do that is to do something that's no nonsense.' 
"'What is the sum?' Christopher inquired. "'What, not know the sum about the earrings?' said Dan, spreading his gaze all over Christopher in amazement. "'Never heard of it,' said Christopher. "'Why, down in these parts, just as you try a man's soul by the Ten Commandments, he tries it by that sum, eh, Sol?' "'Aye, that we do.' "'A herring and a half for three apence. How many can he get for eleven pence? That's the fellow. And a mortal teaser it is, I assure ye. Our parson, who's not altogether without sense of weekdays, said one afternoon, "'If cunning can be found in the multiplication table at all, Chickerel, tis in connection with that sum.' "'Well, Bertha was so clever in arithmetic that she was asked to teach summing at Miss Courtley's, and there she got to like foreign tongues more than ciphering, and at last she hated ciphering and took to books entirely. Mother and me were very proud of her at that time. Not that we be stuck-up people at all, be we, Sol? No, nah, not at all. Nobody can say that we be that. Though there's more of it in the country than there should be by all account. You'd be surprised to see how vain the girls about here be getting. Little rascals, why, they won't curtsy to the loftiest lady in the land. No, not if you were to pay em to do it. Now the men be different. Any man will touch his hat for a pint of beer. But then, of course, there's some difference between the two. Touching a hat is a good deal less to do than bending a knees, as Berta would say, when she was blowed up for not doing it. She was always one of the independent sort. You never seed such a maid as she was. Now, Piggotty was quite the other way. Has Piggotty left Sanborn entirely? Oh, no, she's home for the holidays. Well, Mr. Julian, our road parts from yours just here, unless you walk into the next town along with us. But I suppose you get across to the station and go by rail? I'm obliged to go that way for my portmanteau, said Christopher, or I should have been pleased to walk further. Shall I see you in Sanborn tomorrow? I hope so. Well, no, it is hardly like that you will see us, hardly. We know how unpleasant it is for a high sort of man to have rough chaps like us hailing him, so we think it best not to meet you. Thank you all the same. So, if you should run up against us in the street, we should be just as well pleased by your taking no notice, if you wouldn't mind. "'Twill save so much awkwardness, being in our working clothes. "'Tis always the plan that Mrs. Petherman and we agree to act upon, "'and we find it best for both. "'I hope you take our meaning right, and as no offence, Mr. Julian. "'And do you do the same with Piggotty? "'Oh, Lord, no, tisn't a bit of use to try. "'That's the worst of Piggotty, there's no getting rid of her. "'The more in the rough we be, the more she'll stick to us. "'And if we say she can't come—' She'll bide and fret about it till we've be forced to let her. Christopher laughed, and promised, on condition that they would retract the statement about their not being proud. And then he wished his friends good night. End of chapter 14